Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 297. Why good grades often lead to failed businesses. Part one by Steve Chu of mywifequitterjob.com. And I'm Dan, your host and personal narrator. This is where I read to you every single day from some of the best blogs on entrepreneurship. And I've got a bit of a longer post for you today, so I'm gonna read the first half right now and then finish up the rest for you tomorrow. So with that, let's get right to part one as we optimize your life. Why Good Grades Often Lead to Failed Businesses, part one by Steve Chu of MyWifeQuitHerJob.com. Growing up as an Asian American with strict parents, I was expected to get good grades in whatever subject I took. There were no exceptions. And even though I haven't taken a class in decades, the thought of getting a B still sends chills up my spine. In fact, I occasionally have nightmares where I'm taking an exam in a classroom full of nerds and I don't know any of the answers. Crazy, right? Now, what if I told you that getting good grades was bad for entrepreneurship and that my entire Asian upbringing actually hindered me from starting a successful business? Okay, calm down, crazy tiger parents. I haven't gone off the deep end and please don't revoke my Asian membership card but I do want you to hear me out. After starting multiple six and seven figure businesses while raising two kids, I've come to realize that getting good grades and entrepreneurship don't always mix. A personal story. You'll probably find this shocking, but I was a model student in both high school and college, and my parents raised me to believe that getting good grades would take me the distance in life. Quote, get good grades, get into a great school, get a job and ride your career into the sunset. Every Asian parent. Now, for the most part, I still believe these principles hold true. My grades in high school allowed me to get into Stanford, which allowed me to get a great job designing microprocessors where I worked for 17 years before I quit. In hindsight, I could very easily have stayed at my day job for another 17 years and lived a cushy corporate lifestyle. Would I have been happy? Probably. Would I have the freedom that I have today? No way. In fact, the freedom piece is the missing ingredient from the prototypical Asian success equation, and it's something that I didn't realize until I had my own kids. Here's the thing. My parents did a great job of raising my brother and I and supported us no matter what profession we decided to pursue, as long as it was a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Note, my brother and I are typical cookie-cutter Asian kids. My brother went to Harvard and Harvard Law and is now a practicing lawyer. I got a BS and MS in electrical engineering from Stanford. We both played piano and a varsity sport in high school. We were on the math team, etc., etc. End note. But growing up, I didn't see them as often as I would have liked. And I was actually closer to my grandma who took care of me during the day while my parents were at their day jobs. My mom worked from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday and often spent time in the lab on weekends. 
Likewise, my dad was gone from 9 to 6 Monday through Friday and worked a good number of weekends too. Don't get me wrong, I fully appreciate the opportunities that my parents opened up for me. But for my kids, I wanted to provide the same level of support that my parents gave me without sacrificing that quality family time. In order to afford my Stanford education while my brother was in Harvard Law School, my dad came out of retirement and went back to work full-time. I didn't realize why he took another job until well after I graduated. So thank you, Dad. I appreciate it. Anyway, I told myself that I would never choose money or work at the expense of getting to know my own children. Entrepreneurship was my solution. Today, my wife and I have the flexibility to be present with our family without worrying about financial constraints. We are not rich, but we're not poor either. My only regret? I wish I started my business sooner. And I honestly believe that being raised as a straight A machine held me back. Anyway, the purpose of today's post is to reflect on specific examples and experiences where getting good grades had a negative impact on my entrepreneurial spirit. Grades prevent you from thinking outside the box. Right now, you're probably wondering where I'm going with this post. After all, how can getting an A possibly hinder you in business? Well, it's not about the grade itself, but the mindset of getting the A that kills you. First off, the quest for the A grade often requires you to follow directions and complete assignments in a way that the teacher or professor expects. I once took a software programming class in college where one of the final projects was to design a blackjack game using object-oriented principles. Now, this assignment was actually a great exercise and fun to code, but there were many problems with the way the project was presented to the students. Instead of providing high-level objectives and letting the students run with it, the teacher gave us pre-written skeleton code which made the assignment essentially brain-dead. All you had to do was fill in the blanks where the guts of the functions were missing. I wanted to learn how to create this program from the ground up, so I didn't use any of the sample code or frameworks at all. Essentially, I chose to write the program completely from scratch. It took me a while, but my blackjack program was excellent, if I do say so myself, and my finished product was way beyond the scope of the assignment. When I got my project back, I full-on expected to get an A, but instead I was greeted with an ominous, please see me note. The professor explained to me that while my program worked just fine and fulfilled the objectives of the project, he couldn't give me a good grade because I didn't use his frameworks and pre-written code. He called me in to give me another chance, but I had to complete the assignment the same way as everyone else. What could I do? I didn't want a bad grade, so I grudgingly completed the program by just filling in the pre-designated functions. Later on, the teaching assistant commiserated with me and told me that all students had to follow the framework in order to ensure easy and consistent grading. While I can understand the motive, I still find this policy ridiculous to this day. The professor effectively prevented me from coding the way I wanted to code and restrained my creativity. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Why Good Grades Often Lead to Failed Businesses by Steve Chu of MyWifeQuitHerJob.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit 
to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And thank you to Steve, and let me tell you a little bit about his story. When his wife became pregnant and she planned to stay home with the baby, they knew that they were gonna need a little more income, so they started a little online store called Bumblebee Linens. Now, in just one year, they were able to replace his wife's salary of 100K per year, and they started My Wife Quit Her Job to document it all, including income reports. Steve was able to leave his job too, so it's not just his wife who quit her job anymore. He also started the Sellers Summit, which is virtual this year, and you can learn more about that at sellersummit.com. But that should do it for today. I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks, of course, for being a subscriber to the show and being here with me each and every day. And I'll see you back here tomorrow, where we're gonna finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.